Well, praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Again, that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Again, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Years ago, I was a, a young boy. I was probably about five years old when one day I walked into the kitchen and I saw my dad sitting at the kitchen table uh, drinking this cold glass of milk. You all, that milk looked so good. And so I asked my father, Dad, can, can I get a glass of milk? My dad said, son, you won't like this milk because this is buttermilk. Now, me thinking I've had experience with milk. I know what milk uh, tastes like and a little buttery milk. It, I'm sure that one wouldn't, wouldn't uh, make a difference. I said, Dad, I like buttermilk. My dad said, no, you, son, you don't like buttermilk. You've never had buttermilk. Dad, yes, it's, it's just like milk. I'm sure I can drink it. Son, you will not like this buttermilk. Finally, I convinced my dad to let me try some. Well, my dad said, listen, I'm going to give you some, but you better drink it. So my dad poured me a little bit in a cup and I reached for that cup with a smile on my face and I began to drink the milk. And when I tasted the buttermilk, my smile turned upside down and I had I'll say it this way. The buttermilk tasted like bitter milk it was terrible but I looked up and I saw my father looking and I knew I had to suffer through it what happened here the word of God says tells us not to lean to our own understanding I allowed my desire for that milk to override the wisdom of my father you all Many times as good Christians of, of God, we do the same thing. God can tell us, don't do this, do the, don't do that, do this or, or, or whatever. He'll give us a, spe a specific command, but we will override that command with our desires. In other words, we're, we'll begin to lean to our own understanding and not trust in the Lord. And you all, the enemy is so subtle in and and how he manipulates our desires. The enemy is a master of manipulating our desires to do what he wants us to do. Thereby, we should say this way: overriding the wisdom of our Father God. The enemy is a master of that. He knows how to manipulate our desires. I'm reminded of this uh, growing up. Uh, there was a this old church mother. She was over 100 years old and she made this statement. She said one day, you know, she was out looking for homes and she found a home and and she was about to close uh, on that home a little time later. And. Once again, she loved the home, but the Holy Spirit told her, listen, don't buy this home because if you buy the home, you'll be sorry. She said, well, I don't see how anyone will be sorry with this beautiful home. So she purchased the home. 
But she said, later on, it was just like the Holy Spirit said. She was sorry that she purchased that home. Now, she didn't get into the cause of why she was sorrowful, but she once again concurred with the Holy Spirit and said she was sorry that she purchased that home. Once again, the enemy is a master of manipulating our desires and override the wisdom of our father. In other words, that's another way where we lean to our own understanding. You all, the word of God tells us not to be ignorant of Satan's devices as long as he gains, at least he gains an advantage over us. Do let's not let's not allow the enemy to manipulate our desires and override the wisdom of the father. All what I described is vividly illustrated in the story of Adam and Eve. You notice when God told Adam that he could eat of any tree in the garden with the exception of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you notice when God gave him that command, of course, we know he told his wife they were not. They had no desire to eat of that fruit. I don't know how much time they spent in the garden, but I guarantee you when they walked by that, that the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they weren't thinking about, man, I wonder what that fruit is like, man. No, there was no desire. They had no desire to eat of the fruit until one day the word of God says that the enemy came and used a serpent's body and spoke to Eve and posed this question. As God said, or can you eat from any of the tree of the garden? Now, when the enemy posed this question to Eve, it was not to gain information. This question was posed as a portal, as an opportunity to create desire in her life. See, we talked about how the enemy will manipulate our desires, but for this, in this case right here, the enemy did more than manipulate desire. He created a desire that was not there. You know, if the enemy talked to you long enough, something that you have no desire for, the enemy knows how to, how to um, manipulate your flesh through your mind. And you have a desire for that thing that at one time you never had a desire for. He knows how to do it. If you let him talk to you long enough, you know, I'm reminded of uh, years ago. In fact, it was my first semester teaching. Uh, I remember my students were, were fighting and I said, God, you know, if you can, if you stop my students from fighting because, you know, God, we got to do this. We need to do that. And it's not good for the students. And uh, I don't want them to be suspended. And, and y'all know the Lord heard my prayer. But I made the mistake and put a condition on it. Y'all, once again, I was a young, I was young. I, I didn't know any better. I said, God, if you if you answer my prayer, if you stop my students from fighting, I will fast every Thursday. Now, once again, I was young and I didn't know any better. But how many of y'all understand you don't have to put a condition with God? Just say your prayer. 
In fact, when we put a condition or make a vow to God, if he does this, we'll do that. We open up the door for the enemy to attack us unknowingly. We open up the door for the enemy to attack us. So I'm reminded of Jephthah. Remember Jephthah? The word of God says that he asked God, he said, God, if you grant us this victory, the first thing that comes out of my house, the first thing that I see, I will sacrifice. Y'all know after he won the battle, the victory was won. The first thing or person that came out of his house was his daughter. You know, Jephthah didn't have to do that. The Lord told him what to do as relates to the laws as what they can sacrifice. He didn't have to do it, but he made an unnecessary vow before the Lord. And you know, God had no pleasure in him sacrificing his daughter. This was not God's plan. This was not God's will. This was something that was not caused by God. This was caused by Jephthah. The enemy took advantage when he made a vow to God on something he didn't have to do. You all did the same thing. And so as a result, once again, I didn't know any better. I noticed Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Fridays, the school cafeteria lunch didn't look so appealing to me. It was just on Thursdays. And I noticed once again that every Thursday, the food just looked so scrumptious, if you will. It was so appealing. Y'all, we're talking about a school cafeteria lunch. <laughs> well, I noticed every Thursday after Thursday after Thursday, it became more and more increasingly difficult for me to resist. Until one day, I saw this young lady come down. She had this double cheeseburger with beautifully wrapped in this beautiful aluminum-like foil with this vegetable cup that consisted of a tomato, uh, lettuce, and some pickles. And I saw her dress her cheeseburger, and y'all know, the temptation was just overwhelming. And I said, God, I'm sorry, I'm going to get me one of those. So I went and I got, I went to the cafeteria and, and, and purchased me a double cheeseburger with a vegetable cup on the side and a little mayonnaise. Well, you all, I began, I dressed my burger and, and it smelled so good. And y'all know I took a bite of that and you all, that was, that bite was so scrumptious. It was so delicious. I so enjoyed that bite. But about that time, a young lady ran to my office and she said, uh, Mr. Meredith, the, your students are fighting. You all know what? My heart dropped to my stomach. I felt so guilty. It was amazing. My eyes became open and that same double cheeseburger with with the dre dressed with the vegetables and 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 a little mayonnaise. It no longer tastes good. It it did not taste good. The enemy knows how to manipulate your desires to the point where he can create a desire. I never had a true desire for school cafeteria lunch and definitely not a 
double cheeseburger from the school cafeteria. But if you allow the enemy to talk to your mind, that's exactly what will happen. Let's get back to the story. Let's look at how the enemy created desire. Well, once again, the enemy posed a question to her and Eve began to talk. Well, yeah, we can eat of any uh, tree of the garden with the exception of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If we should eat of it or touch it, we will die. Then the enemy told her, you won't surely die. Because see, God knows that the day that you eat of the tree from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will be just like him. You'll be as wise as God. Then the word of God says that Eve saw that the fruit was good for food or good to eat. And, and it was good to look upon and desirable to make one wise. The word of God says that she ate it and gave some to her husband. And when he ate, their eyes became open. They saw the realities in which they, what they have done. You all, the enemy knows how to not only manipulate desire, but he can create a desire where there is no desire. How does he do this? By speaking to our minds. If we allow the enemy to speak to our mind, he get us, he create any type of desire in us that he wants. Only thing, thing we have to do is yield to him. Listen to him day in and day out. He can get us to do it. You all, let me say this. There is nothing good about our flesh. Our flesh is just like the flesh of anyone else, like the flesh of a sinner. Our flesh has not been redeemed. Our flesh at the end of the day is just flesh. And if we listen to the thoughts of the enemy, the enemy will gain a foothold on us. And he can get us to do anything that he wants us to do if it's left unchecked. Once again, the enemy, if we don't shut him up, he can create a desire in us. Now, once again, how do we stop him? The word of God tells us to cast down every wicked imagination and high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We have to check those thoughts. We have to cast those thoughts down immediately and replace those thoughts with what the word of God says. You all, this is necessary. Without this, you all know what? We will become a basket case for the enemy. We become a dumping ground for the enemy, for his thoughts. And eventually we will act those thoughts out because he'll gain access to our minds. You remember when I talked about the vow that I made before the Lord? Only thing I did, you all, was gain, uh, uh, allow an inroad to the enemy to tempt me. If you notice, I was only tempted on Thursdays. Why? Because I made an unnecessary vow. It was in my ignorance. But how many of y'all understand that the enemy doesn't care if you're ignorant to something? He will take advantage of your ignorance. The enemy, the word of God says, only comes to steal, kill and to destroy. So we must be mindful. We must be 
vigilant, we have to make sure that we're watching everything. We have to be a good custodian of our thought life. We have to make sure that we watch it. I reminded going back to the story, Adam had the op- had the responsibility to tend and keep the garden, making sure that he uphold and enforce everything that God had said, including remember the word of God t- gave him the authority to subdue anything that came against the garden. He had the authority to, but he did not. He did not. You all, the point is this, the enemy will manipulate our desires, will can create a desire in us and thereby we'll be leaning to our own understanding. The enemy knows how to go deep with this leaning to our own understanding. He knows how to manipulate us through our desires. So you all, at least Satan gains an advantage over us. Let us not be ignorant of his desires. Let us walk the good fight of faith. Let us be a good custodian of our mind and let us live the abundant life. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.